0: Hello and welcome. A big show today. In a moment I'll bring you my interview with women's rights advocate Catherine Deves who was at the Let Women Speak rally on the steps of the Victorian Parliament House last Saturday. Not that you would have got this from the mainstream media, but that was the rally in support of the rights of girls and women to have safe sports and private spaces free of biological males identifying as females. It was the rally, I'm sure you've seen it on the media coverage, that was hijacked by a group of neo-Nazis who somehow were allowed through a police cordon to disrupt the event. Now, sadly, all that most of the public know about uh, these courageous women uh, is that they have been smeared by the mainstream media and by politicians like Labor Premier Daniel Andrews and Liberal leader John Pesutto as associates of Nazis. And of course, If anyone is a Nazi, there is no need to take any further notice of what they have to say. They are immediately cancelled. Nothing, of course, could be further from the truth than the notion that Nazis somehow were part of the Let Women Speak event. But the lazy media and politicians with an agenda never let the truth get in the way of a pernicious smear. In just a moment, Catherine Dees will give us a first-hand account of what really happened. She gives us insights that will that you will not have heard in the mainstream media because the mainstream media have long since abandoned journalistic curiosity. For example, what role, if any, did Victoria Police play in facilitating the neo-Nazis who gatecrashed this event? And I'll bet you. I'll bet you did not hear the reports of violence perpetrated by LGBTIQA political activists who turned up to disrupt the Let Women Speak event. You'll be amazed at what Catherine has to say. It's a very important interview, but first, the Nazi smear has been applied most perniciously to one of the rally speakers, Moira Deeming, a newly elected member of the Victorian Legislative Council. She's also someone I've known for many years, and I consider her a friend and a fellow traveller in the culture wars. I was delighted to see her elected to the upper house at last November's election. Sadly, power brokers in the Liberal Party have worked to undermine her and dismiss her pro-human rights for the unborn and pro-family views as somehow unhinged and far-right. She was smeared before the election with no evidence or engagement with the issues she raises, but hung on because of the grassroots support in the Liberal Party who love her. Saturday's Nazi incident has given her haters within the Liberal Party a fig leaf, and they're using this to try and destroy her in the most pernicious way. But first, let's take a look at what Moira said at the rally. Today, I'm actually gonna read out a message from a Muslim friend of mine who was too afraid
1: to be here because of behavior like that. She came to Australia because she knew that in Australia, human rights were advocated for strongly and she would have protection in Australia. She thought that Australia was a paradise, especially for herself as a woman. And now she is devastated to find out that she has less rights in Australia than she did back home. If the LGBTQI can have their rights, that's fine. But why does it involve taking away everybody else's rights?
0: Now that's a good good question and if mainstream Australians knew that this is what Moira and the other speakers at the rally were saying, they would cheer. But the Nazi distraction gave the media and politicians the opportunity they were looking for to demonise the women and drown out their mainstream concerns about where the LGBTIQA plus political movement is taking our society. Here's Liberal leader John Pasuto on Monday announcing his plan to expel deeming from the Liberal Party were that
1: More Redeeming, a member of the Parliamentary Liberal Party had actively participated with and worked with the organisers of the rally. That rally was organised by people who have known and established links with people who have Nazi sympathies, promote white supremacist views and ethno-fascist views.
0: Now, it turned out that Pasciuto, who wants to be the Premier of Australia's second biggest state, made the rookie error of getting his information from Wikipedia. None of what he said about the organisers of the rally is true. But he's dug such a deep hole for himself in his demonisation of deeming that he's proceeding with a party room meeting next Monday at 10am to have her expelled. He's gambled his leadership on it. If the party room backs deeming, Pasciuto is toast. If it backs him, he's still toast because the Liberals will simply hemorrhage more mainstream support. Meanwhile, Daniel Andrews is doubling down on the radical trans agenda, which allows biological males to self-identify as women or girls and invade their private spaces, no questions asked. In fact, if you ask questions, you are labeled a bigot and can be sued under our regime of flawed state-based anti-discrimination laws. Trust me, I know, I'm still embroiled in a legal threat that's been going on for three years with two drag queens, LGBTIQ drag queens, who sued me for saying their gender fluid ideology and inappropriate sexual expressionism was dangerous for children. Now this week, Daniel Andrews had the trans flag flown outside Parliament House in Victoria, posting this video to Twitter. Now, this is a flag which symbolises the law in Victoria which prescribes jail time to parents, doctors, counsellors, priests or imams who try and talk a child, a child for goodness sake, out of having experimental gender treatment such as puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones or irreversible surgery. And remember, gay activist New South Wales MP Alex Greenwich wants to bring similar laws to this state after this weekend's New South Wales election. Now, what Moira Deeming and the Let Women Speak organisers were standing up for was simply a fair go for women and girls. The only people that should be expelled from the Liberal Party are the ones who were too gutless to stand with Moira Deeming on the steps of Parliament House last Saturday. Well, joining me now to further unpack this and to give a first-hand account of what really happened is someone who was there. Catherine Deves is a well-known advocate for women and girls She was a Liberal candidate at the last federal election and she's the co-founder of Save Women's Sports. Catherine, thanks so much for your time today.
1: Good morning, Lyle, thanks for having me on.
0: (laughs) Catherine, um, how did we get to the situation where a bunch of women from the centre-right and the radical left felt they had to come together to defend the rights of girls and women?
1: That's a very good question, Lyle. Uh, The Let Women Speak campaign is Uh, an example of true diversity. We have women who come from the extreme left, even women who were formerly uh, members of the Communist Party all the way through to... um, uh, conservative parties, left, uh, Labour, Greens—people have been kicked out of various parties. People have all faced the none, all ages, and we've all come together because we are seeing this encroachment into sex-based rights. We are seeing the legal framework that was put in place to enable women and girls to participate equally in public life be eroded by radical gender theory. Yeah.
0: So, so you've brought this uh, woman. Uh, from the UK, Posey Parker or, or Kelly J Keane as she's known. Um, who, who is Kelly J Keane and um, why was it important to bring her to our nation?
1: So Kelly J Keane is her own woman. The Let Women Speak campaign uh, is a campaign that she began. It grew out of her uh, Standing for Women campaign in the UK uh, where she wanted to reclaim the word woman, uh, the meaning adult human female. And Kelly J, she comes from the left. Uh, She is a stay-at-home mum of four children, and she just saw the, as I said before, the encroachment into women's rights, the theft of our language, and she just started speaking out. And she realised that it was best to get women, uh, like they did in the 70s and 80s with consciousness raising, get people to come together. So she was going to the speaker's corners. In the UK, and just hosting these events where any woman could come up, uh, use the microphone, and just speak to her lived experience, and that traverses everything from you know disability and endometriosis through to um, you know divorce, domestic violence, uh, FGM, uh, anything that impacts women uh, based on their biology, mm. and. For some reason, uh, it really, really triggers the radical trans activists. And she has toured uh, the UK. She's toured America doing this. And now she's, she's brought herself to Australia. And she's done that simply through selling her T-shirts and her mugs and so on. Um, and I would like to say to your audience that women don't get into this to, to make a living. We, we don't get into this to draw a wage. I mean, Posey and I are both fortunate in that we have very supportive husbands. Um, But we're not making any money out of this. We just want to give uh, women the the right to be able to speak to their experiences.
0: Yeah, well, she certainly made an impact with this tour and and yourself uh, as one of the people who have been involved in that. Now, you were at the Let Women Speak rally on Saturday on the steps of the Victorian Parliament. The event was being disrupted by by noisy trans activists, some of whom were men identifying as women, and it was gatecrashed by a bunch of neo-Nazis. Talk us through what happened.
1: So, the women had arranged to have a rally on Parliament steps. They obtained the appropriate uh, permits. They had been liaising with the police. They had recruited a number of women to be uh, marshals, just to sort of keep the peace and, and liaise with the police and help the people in our group. Um, now, we set up very lawfully. Uh, we had our audio um, our audio system, and as I said, it was just going to be two hours of allowing women to take the microphone and to speak to their lived experience. Now, the detractors, uh, the, the radical trans activists, uh, as I've said, take huge umbrage with this, and they showed up. And even before the police were uh, really sort of mobilised to, um, to, to put the division, like, to put some space between us and the detractors, uh, we had trans activists trying to encroach into our space. Now, these people show up, you know, they're masked, they look like Antifa, they bring uh, noisemakers, they brought liquids to throw on us, um the police said to us, you are not to stand on the stairs, that is a safety risk, you have to stand on the footpath. Now, the police had to keep these men away from us. Before we'd even started our rally, one man had been arrested for um, pushing and shoving women. And then as we hosted the rally, and I would like to invite all your viewers to actually just come and listen to what the women said, or even there's a few short videos out there, five minutes, 10 minutes, and actually hear what we have to say. But we had um, some people who came from the other side, who sought to disrupt our proceedings, uh, steal our our microphone equipment, uh, throw paint on us. So, you know, it was a very hot day. It was 36 degrees. Uh, The police were very stressed. They were being assaulted. Within the radical trans activists, there are people wearing body armour who are getting underneath the horses and punching them in the belly in the belly, in an that, effort to, to
0: so, spook them. Just let me stop you there, Catherine. So what you're talking about so far, these are the radical trans activists, the LGBTIQA plus political activists. They're the ones, you say, wearing body armour, getting under horses, punching horses. Why is none of this reported in the media?
1: Because the media is utterly captured. and. You know, women were really afraid. Um, there was a young woman there with her three daughters and it was just, you know, the police were begging her to leave. And I turned to her I said, I think this this is not going well. You need just take your babies and go. Just go home, watch it on telly. Um, if, if things go awry here, uh, we're in real trouble. And I mean, even the police, there was one man, a photo of him in the paper being held up as some sort of a, you know, a hero being a trans dad. Um, and we we had men in that group who pointed out to us who had made specific threats of violence against us individually. Um, and we'd been told by the police to run if these men broke the cord. And They were they were violent, they were aggressive, they were using foul language, they were there to try and drown us out. And the police had to hold them back. And I shudder to think what would have happened if that mob had broken through that cordon. I mean, all anyone had to do was look at the footage. The police were facing them. The police were pushing them back. They were arresting them. We were just a group of women standing there, peacefully discussing our lives.
0: Yeah, so, and this is even before any of the uh, neo-Nazis came and gate crashed your event. So so what you have just described, that's the radical trans activists, the LGBTIQA plus political activists who are trying to stop you from speaking in the first place about the, the harms and the dangers to women and girls. And then uh, a bunch of neo-Nazis shows up and and I, I saw a video that yourself and Posey and Moira Deeming produced uh, that night where you, you said that the Victoria police uh, actually let the Nazis, the neo-Nazis in through a cordon um what was going on there were you guys set up was this some sort of um a sting to try and um, smear you
1: well it's all it's all very convenient isn't it lyle um i mean they did not have a permit uh the neo-nazis showed up there was also uh, another group uh protesting there um i think they were sort of like people who were against the covid mandates and for freedom so there was i think someone said at one point there were five different groups in that space and look I feel for the police. It was a hot day. There were aggressive, you know, frightening people that they were having to try and control. It would not be an easy job. But these men showed up dressed all in black. We just thought they were probably part of Antifa or the trans activists. We didn't really understand what they were doing, but they were behind the police cordon. So... We were kind of ignoring them. We were too busy assessing threats in our group.
0: Sorry sorry to interrupt, Catherine, but I just want to drill down to this point here. Do you think Victoria Police have some questions to answer as to why they let uh, a group of neo-Nazis through a police cordon?
1: Absolutely, Lyle. Um, They escorted them through. Uh, It looked like some of them were, were quite friendly. Uh, between the police and the neo-Nazis, and then they lined up and then they they threw the Hitler salute. And I think a lot of the women, we were we were quite shocked. Like, everyone was in a heightened, um, y- you know, a heightened state. We were seeing threats everywhere. It, it took a while to realise what they'd done. It was sort of like, what are they doing? And it was like, did they, did they just do that? Like, w- what is going on? Who are these people? Where do they fit in? They had no insignia. We didn't know who they were. And then the police just escorted them away. That, that's extraordinary, um, no, Catherine. Because is there was one of
0: our—that's extraordinary. Because this goes to the whole controversy this week. Um, ever since that incident, there's been a, a massive pile on on Moira Deeming, uh, her leader, John Pesutto, the leader of the Liberals in Victoria, wants her expelled from the party, uh, and yet. there's just a whole lot of things uh, that don't add up, as as, as you're saying. Uh, It almost seems like you guys were set up, that this was designed deliberately to try and drown out any message that you have to make you look like you're so toxic that no one should ever listen to anything that you have to say, and that people like Moira Deeming should be chased out of um, polite society and certainly out of parliaments.
1: I... I'm inclined to agree with you, Lyle. It all seems very convenient. The fact that we had women complaining to the police about them, the fact that we had a marshal who tried to stop them, none of that is being reported. And we are being told that we were uh, in lockstep, in goose-stepping with these men, that we were on the same platform with these men. We have nothing to do with them. As if a group of middle-aged women are going to be associated with neo-Nazis, that is absolutely utterly preposterous. I denounced it. Uh, I denounced them. Um, the Australian Jewish Association got behind us. It is it is a disgraceful yep. a tactic, I think, to associate us with them and then it invalidates and, and tarnishes anything that we have to say.
0: Yeah, it certainly has distracted from the, the debate and uh, I think it's a real shame. Uh, I think there's big questions that need to be answered by the Labor Premier, Daniel Andrews, and by Victoria Police. This is just so Strange. Now now, Catherine, the Prime Minister Anthony Albanese weighed in this week as well, he said on radio that merely participating in a rally which he labelled as anti-trans is really disrespectful of people who are trans. Now, by implication, is the Prime Minister saying that you have no right to hold an event that does anything other than celebrates the idea of gender fluidity regardless of the consequences to girls and women? What, what do you say to that Catherine?
1: Well, freedom of speech and association and conscience and belief appear to be dead in this country after what I've seen in the last week. Uh, Albo jumping on board, Dan Andrews jumping on board. I mean, Dan Andrews has now turned around and raised the trans flag permanently over the Victorian parliament. That is a flag, I mean, people need to look into the history of who designed that flag is that something you really want to be um, associated with and the fact that they they clearly haven't listened to women at all and that you're only allowed to protest or speak publicly if you're on side with these radical gender theories demonstrates to all of us uh, who have any critical thinking faculties left how powerful how malignant how pernicious that ideology is um, and that those of us who have the courage to actually stand up and and point it out or push back or say look these are the harms these are the good parents families women and girls freedom of speech these are all being harmed by this ideology and that they can turn around and demonize us to the point where a woman is threatened with being thrown out of her political party receiving death threats i mean it is it's extraordinary, Lyle. These are extraordinary
0: times. Who would have ever thought Australia came to this? I mean, how naive of the Prime Minister? That flag, as you say, it represents all those things. It also represents putting parents in jail who try and stop a child going and having uh, experimental gender treatment, like such as puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and even surgery. Uh, that, that's what that flag represents. Um, Catherine, how does it make you feel to see a strong, intelligent woman, like Maura Deeming, being demonised by her own party leader, John Pasudo? who is working to have her expelled in this party room showdown due for next Monday at 10am.
1: Well, Mr. Pasudo had a perfect opportunity to smash back at Dan Andrews, to ask him about why Vic VicPol is enabling neo-Nazis in Victoria why Dan Andrews hasn't done anything about it, why he's turning around and demonising women who are there peacefully instead of condemning the neo-Nazis. And, uh, you know, he's more Deeming had a huge swing against Labour in her electorate. The, I believe it was the biggest swing in the Victorian election. She was put there by the good people of Western Metro. They sent a very clear message. That is who they wanted to represent them. Um, and to turn around and, and demonise her like that and threaten her with expulsion, I, I think it's probably going to backfire. I mean, we are looking to strong leaders who can stand up for the values of protecting women, protecting families, pushing back against these, you know, demented ideologies um, and in just falling in line behind Dan Andrews in condemning Moira before he even got the facts and then going to wikipedia for his yeah. information to demonize someone i mean what a misstep i think you know he's just turned it into an entire circus. he should be standing up and showing some backbone
0: no that's exactly right and for our viewers who may not be aware of that <laughs> part of the case john Basuto has brought against more redeeming is based on false information on Wikipedia that says that uh, Posey Parker associates with, with Nazis. I mean, the, the whole thing is just so fanciful. Um, Catherine, you've also been a victim of the, what, what I'm gonna call you know, the anti-woman agenda of some in the Liberal Party. Now, prominent New South Wales State Cabinet Minister, Matt Keane, <laughs> said you were not fit for office. This is when you were running for parliament at last year's federal election. And uh, Matt Keane called for your disendorsement in the lead up to last May's election. Uh, (laughs) Disrupting an endorsed candidate uh, in the middle of an election campaign. Crazy stuff. And then Scott Morrison The then Prime Minister initially supported your right to speak, but then after he came under pressure he he said that legislation being championed by yourself and the Tasmanian Senator Claire Chandler to save girls and women's sport was not a government bill. Now Catherine, what will it take for the Liberal Party to join mainstream Australia in standing up for the common sense rights of girls and women?
1: We're in a situation where, you know, common sense is now controversial. And I think that uh, someone like Matt Keane, he just, you know, goes with whatever is politically expedient for him at the time. And I note that a lot of these male politicians uh, have been getting a lot of media coverage by denouncing women. Um, and, you know, with these woke agendas, they think that they're on side because obviously the the media is dominated um by these ideologies, the media has been captured. But um, once you get outside of these sort of metro areas, the rarefied atmosphere of, you know, uh, Ultimo and uh, academia, ordinary people do not like these ideologies. And I think that the Australian people are going to have to mobilise. They are going to have to get behind people who are willing to stand up. They're going to have to go to their schools, question what their kids are being taught. They need to talk to their schools, find out what their children at the dinner table, find out what they're being taught. They need to write to their MPs, ask for a meeting. They need to write to the media, write to their local paper. Uh, But obviously people, like they're busy, they're overwhelmed. We've got a cost of living crisis. And then they see what happens to people like me um and others who do stand up you know they try to make an example of us to put the put the fear of god into people so they just put their heads down and and try and avoid it but the thing is you know they're they're coming after all of us i think in the end you know they, they are they're coming for our kids we see the indoctrination is in the schools you know they're coming for women and girls they've even encroached into gay and lesbian rights um you know, but but it really will take the Australian people to stand up.
0: That's right, Catherine. Um, and look, I think the thing that worries many of us uh, who watch the courage of yourself and Moira Deeming to see the way you're treated by the conservative side of politics. Um, God help us, if the left uh, were in control, what, what would they do? I mean, what does this mean for the future of the Liberal Party if Moira Deeming is expelled in that party room meeting at 10 o'clock on Monday morning? What, what would be the future of the Liberal Party if that scenario plays out?
1: Well, I do know that I've heard several times uh, within the Liberal Party, one of the biggest mistakes they ever made was booting out Pauline Hanson because she's just gone from strength to strength and she now captures a lot of those uh, conservative voters who feel very disaffected. Uh, I think that if they keep more regimeing out, it will be a, a huge error because she's she is made of steel, that woman. She's not going to back down and she will be a thorn in their side in the Victorian Parliament uh, for the rest of her elected term.
0: Well, Catherine Dee, you're someone who's also made of steel and I know many in our audience really admire the stance that you've taken and and you've copped it uh, just as much as Moira. Thank you very much for your courage and and thanks very much for joining us uh, today on the show.
1: Thanks so much for your time, Lyle. Have a great rest of the day.
0: This weekend is the New South Wales election and pre-polling booths have been open for early voting for the past week. Polls are predicting a win for Chris Minns and Labor, but either way it looks like there will be a hung parliament. This means that Minns or Dominic Perrottet will have to come to an arrangement with the crossbench to form a government. The most influential is gay activist MP Alex Greenwich, the independent member for Sydney. Now, this is bad news for religious people because Greenwich is vowing to introduce a so-called conversion therapy bill, which would target prayer, preaching and parents' rights, uh, legally undermining all three. He also wants to further erode the freedom of religious schools by removing their protections in anti-discrimination law, which allow them to hire staff who share their ethos And run their schools in accordance with their teaching and beliefs. So You see, Greenwich wants everyone to conform to his gender-fluid and sexually expressive view of the world, regardless of what mums and dads think. Greenwich has plenty of support in the Liberal Party, including that of Matt Keane, the Treasurer. And someone so woke, no one can really understand why he is even in the Liberal Party. That's why eyebrows were raised when Federal Liberal Party leader Peter Dutton provided a video endorsement of Keane for his recent election campaign launch for his seat of Hornsby. An endorsement of someone who has destroyed New South Wales electricity grid, hiking prices, and bringing the state to the brink of blackouts. Someone who thinks women and girls rights champion Catherine Deaves, who we just heard from, has no place in the Liberal Party. Well, Peter Dutton has just sent all the wrong messages about what he, and the Liberals stand for. Now, this week, the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC, issued yet another final warning about the future of our planet. Humanity is on thin ice, and that ice is melting fast. What does the synthesis report tell
1: us? Well, it tells us, and we know that, that climate change is here now. It tells us that climate change is a real threat to human and planetary well-being. It tells us, of course, that these human and planetary well-being are one and the same. It tells us that we are very, very close to one point five
0: degrees limit, and that there is even and that even this limit is not safe for people and for planet. This report is a clarion call to massively fast-track climate efforts by every country and every sector and on every time frame. Now, like the boy who cried wolf, the UN is again demanding we stop using coal and gas in order to save the planet. But we've heard all this before. We've been told our dams will never fill and the polar bears will die out. But our dams are full and the polar bears are fine. And there's no evidence that the weather is more extreme than it has been in the past. Just five years ago, Greta Thunberg tweeted the following. A top climate scientist is warning that climate change will wipe out all of humanity unless we stop using fossil fuels over the next five years. Now, that tweet from five years ago has now been deleted. Was that a case of a little girl crying wolf? Well, that's it for this week. Thanks very much for your company. Please don't forget to help get this content out to other people by sharing it on social media. Until next week, goodbye.